Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fearlessly Authentic Podcast, episodes aimed at presenting truth in a fearlessly authentic way. My name is Jerry, and we're right at the end of our series called The Dangers of Distraction. In this episode, we're going to look at the distraction of pride. So turn in your Bibles to Judges chapter 14. We're looking at the life of Samson, and we're going to look at his third distraction in this chapter, the distraction of pride. Judges chapter 14, uh, we're talking about this idea of distractions in Samson's story, okay? The dangers of distractions. We started this story talking about Samson, and hopefully you know who Samson is by now. He was uh, a special baby who was born in a special way with an angelic announcement, and this baby was able to, uh, or was, was slated to be the deliverer of Israel, and he was under the Nazarene vow. But when we come to chapter 14 and we see him begin to start his adulthood, if you will, because chapter 13 is all about the birth, right? I mean, you end chapter 13, and the woman bare a son called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him, and the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtol. And we have no idea what happened or how how that was all. It was like, it's like, we have no idea, right? Just boom, you know, Superman came to earth. Next thing you know, he's Clark Kent. You have no idea how that happened, you know? Uh, but here we have this guy. Here's, here's Samson. And Samson is not starting off well. Can we agree with that? I mean, first thing, and Samson went down to Timnath. What, what, what good comes to Timnath from Timnath? Nothing. nothing, right? Nothing. And he says, and he saw a woman in the Timnath, and Timnath are the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I've seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get, for me, get her for me to wife. Then his father and mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among thy daughters of thy brethren and among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord. He saw an occasion against the Philistines, for at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So what do we see? We see Samson's request for a spouse. What's the distraction? The distraction of lust. Why? He had a wrong focus, and he had a wrong feeling. We see the the fact that... uh, uh, the woman that Samson chose, wrong focus and wrong feeling about her. We've talked in detail about that. And then the woe that Samson caused, uh, caused his parents to give him an alternative. And then we see a providential answer that God's going to use this for his good, uh, even though it wasn't his plan. Then we come to verse 5, and it says, Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath, and came to the vineyards of Timnath. And behold, a young lion roared against him, the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand, and he told it not his father or his mother what he had done, and he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. Okay? Now, notice that in order to defeat this lion, he had the power of the Spirit of the Lord. I think that's important to remember later on. Okay? He went down and talked with the woman and, and said, She pleased me well. And after a time, he returned to take her and turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. And he took thereof in his hands and went on eating and gave it to his father and mother and gave them and they did eat. And he told them not that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. So his father went down unto the woman and Samson made there a feast for so used the young men to do. And so we see here is what is Samson going to do? Well, he is in two things by marrying an uncircumcised Philistine's daughter. And by touching the dead lion, we have the fact that Samson is rejecting his spiritual vows. So the distraction there is what we call is the distraction of apathy. He's just, uh, who cares? Why, why bother to fight this thing anymore? 
We see the deliverance of the Lord in the pouncing of the lion. We see the power of the Lord that he gave him, that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And by the way, five times the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him. And if I remember I told you last week, if you do the whole numerology, this could be the idea of five times it came upon him. Five is the number of grace. Came about him in 13, 25, 14, 6, 14, 19, 15, 14, 16, 28. And uh, all of those times that the, the Lord gave direction, strength, strength, strength. And then Samson had to ask for strength from the Spirit. And we see the disobedience of the lad. He was again going for an unfit spouse. He had an unfit desire for honey from a dead thing. We, he wasn't supposed to touch those things. And then we see the unfit feast. We talked about what that means, which brings us to chapter or verse 11. All right, it came to pass when they saw him that they brought 30 companions to be with him. And Samson to them, I will now put forth a riddle unto you. If you can certainly declare it me within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I will give you 30 sheets and 30 change of garments. But if you cannot declare it me, then shall you give me 30 sheets and 30 change of garments and they said to him, put forth the riddle that we may hear it. He said to them, out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle. Here is, here is the third distraction. And, and, and so I put this forth as Samson riddle is stated. And the third distraction is the distraction of pride. A crowd gathers here in verse 11. He's coming down big Samson, right? Now, some people think Samson wasn't very big, that the only time that he really, that his strength, the fact that it was miracle strength, was the fact because that Samson wasn't very muscular, and so therefore this spirit of the Lord's strength was, was amazing. Other people, you know, you see all the, the um, caricatures of him. He's, you know, he's like, you know, big, you know, I mean, he's just huge, right? But so, so Samson comes down. So I don't know if he's a small guy with the spirit or a big guy with the spirit. I don't know. But Samson comes down. He is different. Doesn't matter if he's big, muscular, and just, you know, greased up with, you know, baby oil or if the fact that he came in there. But he's just, he's, 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 he's Jewish, so he looks different. 30 companions come and hang out with him, and they're all, you know, doing what guys do when they get together. Bragging. Mine is bigger than yours. Kind of bragging. You know what I mean? I got a bigger car than yours. I got a bigger house than yours. I got a bigger boat than yours. I got a bigger this than yours. And I mean, that's what guys do, right? My team's better than yours. Hey, what's wrong with your team? I don't know. I don't play for them. If I did, they'd win. <laughs> but I don't play for them. They haven't asked me to come. That's probably the reason we never make the playoffs. Just in case anyone from the Buffalo Bills are watching, I'd love to get an invite to talk to your team and just, this would be my words. What's wrong with you? Anyway, um, uh, but anyway... So they get together and they do what guys do. And so to our gentlemen here, what do you do when guys get together? What do you do? What's your conversation? What goes on there? When the machismo starts coming out, what do you do? We're so tempted to get involved in thinking about how can I outdo this guy? Right? I mean, isn't that true? Come on. Y'all look at me all piously. Oh, no, we just, we, just, we just say amazing grace. Start singing amazing grace. No, you don't. You start, you, no, you don't. I hear you out there in the front. You don't think I'm listening. I walk by, you think I'm in another world. I'm listening. You're all just talking about everything and this and my truck and this and how about this and this is where I'm going and I've got this. You know, this fish, you know, was like, you know, this big, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm going hunting and I'm going to go get me a big deer. And, you know, it's got like, you know, I don't know. I'm not a hunter, so 14 points. Is that good? Is that like trophy type? All right, so, 
So I got, I got 14 points. What you got? <laughs> right? and, and so we're in church. We don't even do it that way. We're sort of like, you know, oh, yeah, what'd you do? Say, well, you know, I went hunting, went out hunting. Yeah. And we don't even say anything because we're just baiting them. Because we know, that, well, did you hit anything? Well, yeah, I got something. Well, what'd you get? Well, I got me a good deer. Oh, yeah? Well, how big was it? Well, let me tell you. See, see we're, we're not bragging. We're just waiting for you to t- let us brag for it. Will you help me brag and tell me how good this big deer is? And I'm like talking way out of my league. I don't have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to this idea. But that's what they do. And that's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. That's what the cool thing about the Bible is. It's like everyday guys just hanging out. And Samson's like, I'm bigger than you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry one of your women. And, I'm just, I'm, and, and you know, he's just so full of pride. He's apathetic toward what God had called him to do. Right? Lust is flowing through his head. I mean, if he had a, a, an, an iPhone, it'd be full of pornography. That's this guy. Okay? He just like, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even I don't even care. I don't want anything uh, to block me from what I want to see. And, 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 and I'm not even saying you've got to have that. What I'm just saying is that he just didn't care. He just like, I'm going to look, I'm going to look, I'm going to look. That, that's him. That's him. And so now he's down there with these guys. These guys gather together. Why do, you think, why do you think 30 companions come? By the way, these companions weren't his companions. These are people from Timnath. <laughs> why do you think 30 guys showed up to watch him? Right? They're not happy. They're take, he's taking one of theirs. They came more to guard him or watch him or spy on him. Why? He is an enemy. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The world is wiser than the church. Come on. Okay. The world knows when we come around them that they're like, they got an agenda. And they, that doesn't take long when you start talking about, when you talk about Christianity with, you know, your unsaved relatives. Or doesn't, they, they know where you're going, right? And they shut that down pretty quick, right? For the most part, they shut that down. Look, 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 look. I love you. You're my brother. But please, okay? I don't need a vacuum, I don't need uh, new educational equipment. I have Jesus. I'm good to go. You know what I mean? They got like the whole thing down, right? Because why? They're wise to you. But Christians, we're like, oh, this, this is harmful? What? You're in the enemy's camp. You're in the enemy's camp. You're about to engage in a physical relationship with someone you have no business engaging in a physical relationship with. And you're forcing your parents to participate in this because you're a spoiled brat. And you hold your parents hostage thinking that somehow that's spiritual because you need to get what you want. (laughs) And the Christian's just like, oh, I don't even know why these guys are around because they want to kill you. Okay? So... It's so, it's so interesting here that Samson don't have a clue. And, and it's very indicative of us when we let pride distract us from what God has called us to do. We'll get involved with so many crazy little things, won't we? I mean, we start, we'll start fellowshipping with things that we have no business fellowshipping with. You know, we, we're so burned by churches with unbiblical standards that we don't even have any standards now. I mean, please, get rid of the stupid standards, but keep the good ones. There are standards in the Bible. It's supposed to be done lovingly and compassionately, but there are standards. There are things that we can say no to. (laughs) 
There are things that we can say, no, that's not for me. No. No, sorry. Well, we're just men being men. No, 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 no. No, no. See, here, here's the thing. We, the, or we hear this phrase. Well, boys will be boys. Come on, have you heard that? Okay, now I want you to get this, okay? And for some of you moms and dads, write this down. When boys will be boys, women become objects. Okay? When boys will be boys, women become objects. So, the crowd is gathered. Then a challenge is given. A challenge is given. I will, not put, I will now put forth a riddle unto you. Okay, what? What is this, the Joker's Wild? What are we, what are we on, a game show? I mean, come on. Samson's there, he's prideful, they're all talking, and they're kind of, you know, he kind of senses that they're, they're not for a really good thing. He says, I'm going to put forth a riddle to you. I'm a, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I will, I'll tell you what, I bet you 30 sheets and 30 changes of clothes, you can't catch my riddle. And we're thinking today, we're like, that's kind of stupid. Some of you ladies are like, well, is it Egyptian cotton? Because if it's Egyptian cotton, that would be really worth it, you know. <laughs> I don't know, you know. They had a whole different economy of how they did things and garments and all this kind of wealth and different things that they're going on. And that's really not the important part to the story. The important part of the story is he was willing to gamble with them in a way that, would, that, that his pride was like, you'll never figure out. I'm so smart, you'll never figure out my riddle. And boy, don't we do that to God. I'm so smart, God will never figure this out. I'm so smart, my spouse will never figure this out. Kids, they're not in here, but kids are like, I'm so smart, my parents will never figure this out. And I will tell you what, you think you're so smart, your kids will never figure it out. They've already figured it out. Your walls are too thin to hide secrets in your house. It's just drywall with a little bit of insulation. And you think you're in there and you don't know what's going on? They're listening. And you're yelling, so it doesn't even make it hard for them to, to hear it. But this is given. I mean, here's my question. Why is the supposed deliverer of Israel making riddles and gambling with the heathen? Why are the children of God today playing games with the world? Why is the church making riddles and gambling with the heathen? The answer is pride. We just think we can. Many a strong Christian has been distracted from God's calling in his life because of pride and selfishness. Pride manifests itself in craving for wealth and possessions, bitterness and refusing to forgive, an arrogant attitude thinking others are beneath us. And then we have the verses that we all know so well, but we kind of forget when we get distracted. I mean, you know this. You can, you can finish it. Proverbs 13.10, Only by pride cometh, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Now, you know this one, Proverbs 16.18. I know you know this. Pride goeth before destruction, fall, and a haughty spirit before a fall. So we know these verses. I mean, only by, I got contention going on, right? Got, got, got kids, kids arguing with one another. There's contention. Got a parent and a child arguing with one another. Got church members arguing with one another. What, what, what's the problem? There's only one problem, pride. Why? Well, the Bible says only by pride cometh contention. Okay, so if I got contention, what does it mean that there's going on? Someone's prideful. And then pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That's Hebrew poetry where it's saying the same thing twice, looking at it you know, and, and trying to give you a better picture of it. Humility is the characteristic that we're supposed to be seeking after. Where is humility in Samson here? Want this woman. Get this woman for me. Oh, Samson, you know, have you thought about the fact that you're about to marry an uncircumcised uh, guy's daughter and, you know, 
Yeah, I've looked around here of these, these Jewish ladies. I think they're kind of pretty. What do you think about them? Get her for me now! Goes down there, kills a lion, goes by the lion. There's a bee's nest in there. Wants some honey. I want it now! You're not supposed to touch dead things. I don't care! I touch it. Goes down there. Guys are all kind of, you know, shooting around and just getting done the thing. And all of a sudden, you know, they keep going. He's like, hey, I got a riddle for you! I can best you! Oh, yeah? What's your riddle? Well, here's my riddle. Out of the eater come forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle. Now, you know the riddle because you know the story. They couldn't figure it out. They're like, what in the world? What in the world? And, and so what we see here is that his lust, his apathy, and his pride are now going to come home to roost in his life. First sets a consequence. So, so we see that Samson riddle is, is stated here. And so I want to talk a little bit about how he reveals this secret and show you a little bit about the results of the distractions. The results of the distractions, okay? Look at verse 15. It came to pass on the seventh day. Okay, so three days they couldn't figure it out. So now when, when guys can't figure it out, now they're going to figure out how to get around not figuring it out, right? How, well, how can we cheat to win, right? When you can't beat them fair and square, guys cheat. All right, did I lose a man card? Because now you're like, what? What? No, when you can't figure it out, guys go to the cheating thing. And so uh, three days they couldn't figure it out. Fourth day comes, fifth day comes, sixth day comes, seventh day comes. They're going to have to give up a lot of wealth in, in, this, in, their, in the sheets. Nobody's going to have any sheets, okay? And they're going to give up their clothes. So it came to pass on the seventh day that they said unto Samson's wife, oh, now, now, Remind me again, these 30 guys were from where? Timnath. Tim what comes from Timnath? Where's Samson's wife from? Timnath. Tim so she cannot been, she, she came from a good, independent, fundamental Baptist home, right? No. No. So they came to his wife. Now remember, this is the seventh day of this marriage feast. Everyone's been drinking for seven days. I don't know if you've ever been around that kind of stuff. I hope you haven't. But if you've ever been around that kind of stuff, a seven-day binge, it gets a little crazy. Okay? It gets a little crazy. Now, I will tell you this, because some of you are giving me that, that, that I just smelled skunk look. Okay. For the people in the seventh-day binge, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is what they do. First time I was really exposed to this was in the military. I got sent overseas and uh, was in the barracks for a little while until Dana was able to come over and they would just drink every night, drink every night, drink every night, drink every night, drink every night. That's the first time I ever saw a guy use a funnel to drink. Some of you know what that is, right? And basically what they do is they take this funnel, they have a long hose to it, they hold the funnel up there and they just keep on pouring beers in there. The guy just, just guzzles it down. The guy was huge. And at the end of it, yeah! Now, as Christians, we're like, man, it's... okay, but we have the Spirit of God. These, don't have, these people didn't have the Spirit of God. These people didn't have the Spirit of God. Seven days, they're partying. After seven days of partying this way, the seventh day, you're in a pretty jovial mood. And, you know, you're, you're in, in, your inhibitions are way lowered. Now, these guys probably weren't drinking as much because they got a gambling bet that they got to settle. So they find his wife. Now, I'm not saying she was drinking, but they did find the one vulnerable person in Samson's armor. Found a little chink. They said, hey, you've been hanging around with Samson, haven't you? Well, he's my husband, so what do you think? 
And you know, Samson, he's such a prideful man. He probably, he, he came home, told his wife, <laughs> you know, those 30 guys that, you know, your, your nation has come to, you know, guard me and stuff like that. Well, I gave him a riddle and here, this is what it is. They'll never figure it out. So they came to her and they said, entice thy husband that he may declare unto us the riddle, lest we burn thee and thy father's house with fire. Have ye called us to take that we have? Is it not so? Well, that's dirty pool, isn't it? And, and, and here, here's the thing, um, my loved ones who want to play with the world. The world will only play with you as long as it holds the cards. But the minute the cards aren't in their favor, they will turn and burn you quicker than you ever thought and you'll be left without the world friendlies and without your Christian friendlies because you jettisoned them and now you're all alone, what are you going to do? Then you're calling me on a Thursday night, I don't know what to do, I'm at the Echo Lodge and I don't have any money and they're going to throw me out and be homeless. Really? Because that's what the world will do. Now it's fun up to that point, come on. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves, let's not be pious Goody two shoes, you know, walking around like, oh, I, oh, oh, no, no, not me, not me. No, no, it's super fun. Up to the point to where now the tables are turned. And look at this. The world is even turning on one of their own. Because the world will not go down without a fight. Thanks for listening today to part one of the episode, The Distraction of Pride. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we ask you to share a link to our podcast on your social media so that others might be encouraged as well by what they hear on our podcast. Tune in next time for part two of the distraction of pride right here on Fearlessly Authentic.